Parenting is a full-time job, and providing effective support for today's teens can be challenging. The Parent Engage 360 podcast aims to provide connections and information from experts in the fields of chemical health, mental health, internet safety, and more. It's a comprehensive view on parenting, provided in a personal, convenient format. Tune in to today's episode of the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. Hello, thank you for joining us today. I'm Liz Burgard, Parent Involvement Coordinator. Whether it's Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, video games, or other technologies, kids are connected to others and information online in many ways. As a parent, we may be concerned about cyberbullying, or keeping up on and navigating the cyber black hole of the different platforms. Today, I'm excited for our guest to help us explore the topics of cyberbullying and technology from an Anoka Hennepin student and staff perspective. Joining us are Hiba Hussein, a high school senior, and Daryl Beckers, technology coordinator and learning technologies coach. Jump on in and let's learn more about them and from them. Thank you for joining us today, Hiba and Daryl. Thank you for having us. Daryl, can you tell the audience about yourself and what inspired you to get into education and technology? Sure. This is year 22, I believe, in teaching and learning. I have had kind of three paths in teaching. I I learned to become a teacher at UMD in Duluth uh, as a Spanish teacher, not the usual path into technology integration. But uh, (laughs) what I found is that the leveraging of learning technologies in world languages was exciting and it kept things really fresh in our department. And I ended up exploring in some graduate studies at U of M in the learning technologies uh, program there uh, was to find out more about the intersections of current pedagogies, how kids learn and acquire languages and how, um, which, how, how do we create those intersections of learning with technology? Um, I've had a chance to work in both K-12 and in higher ed and teacher prep. I'm thrilled to be back uh, with kids at Blaine High School, kids like Heba who keep learning fresh and alive. And, um, and I'm just thrilled to be able to facilitate conversations between collaborative teams, departments, administrations, students, and keep things really fresh here at Blaine High School with the help of learning technologies. Obviously in 2020, 122. This is a unique time in teaching and learning, and I'm just mm-hmm. thrilled to be able to to serve in that role in in how we can continue to meet and exceed goals, whether it's departmental, whether it's building district student learning student achievement with the help of technology. I'm thrilled to serve in that role. The district's lucky to have you serving in that role and with your um, unique background as a Spanish teacher and then your desire to continue to learn and change and adapt as things continue to change in our world is um, we're lucky to have you here as well. And I know you work closely with Heba at Blaine High School. So Heba, would you tell us um, a little bit about yourself as we know the last couple of years have been interesting. How's your senior year started out and uh, what do you want to tell the audience about you? Yeah, so uh, I definitely say interesting is the word to describe these past few years. Um, Just switching back from in-person and online has been, I'd say, pretty difficult. Um, But like with that transition back during my senior year, um, it still had had its like downs, but like mostly it's been ups um, because the quality like of education 
um, and just like academics is so much better in person, like being in a classroom with um, other students and teacher. Um, it's just like unmatched to being online or any other learning format, I feel like. Um, but since like coming back to um, senior year, I've just noticed the school like Blaine has been just like full of spirit. And like, although it's like been very like chaotic, like it's been a great um, return back to normalcy. Hiba, thanks for sharing a little bit about yourself as a senior. And I bet going um, from having different learning models last year to being in person this year, it sounds like there's a lot more ups, especially with having the relationship piece and being around students and, and staff again. It sounds like from what you're saying, that has been much better. Yeah, it definitely has been. Um, I know that you recently were named as a representative on the Minnesota Youth Council. What has the experience been like for you? And what are you most looking forward to about being part of this group? It's so far has been like amazing. Um, I'm so glad that I'm able to work with other youth that are also passionate about like youth issues, um, especially with like equity and education. Um, so over like the next year, I'm super excited to work towards a more equi equitable education system um, with all my fellow council members. And so you were one of 35 other young people or 36 people total throughout the state of Minnesota that were selected to be on this council, correct? Yeah. So it's based off of congressional districts and um, I'm a congressional district six representative. What an honor for you and for our district to have someone representing um, the students of Anoka Hennepin, especially Congressional District 6. So thanks for sharing a little bit about that. Now we're going to dive into um, something that the two of you work on together, which is Bangal Bites at Blaine High School. Heba, can you tell us a little bit about this group and, and how it was formed? And then Daryl, maybe you can tell us about the background and kind of what led up to um, having Bangal Bites at Blaine High School. Yeah, so... Um... Our big mission with Bangle Bites um, was to provide a um, kind of support and organization and technology tips to students during the hybrid distance learning model. That was like our original mission. Um, and we got to actually have a lot of outreach like via our Instagram and um, just being able to kind of help teachers and um, yeah, so we've kind of worked towards that in the past year, and this year we just want to continue to try and support students, um, even though we're not in the distance hybrid learning model anymore. Um, just being in person, it's still valuable to like have these um, reminders and support and technology tips. Um, and Bangle Bites first originated uh, because uh, Mr. Becker's reached out to, um, I think the. National Honor Society advisors and kind of sent out an idea of starting a tech club, which is what Bangle Bites was originally called. And yeah, so he had people fill out a form and then interest started coming in. And he asked for a few leaders, and me and another student who graduated last year named Jake um, started to lead that club last year. And that's how it started. Gerald, is there anything you would want to add to what Heba told us about Bangle Bites? Yeah, I learned about a program at St. Louis Park. It's led, uh, co-led by Hannah Anderson, a teacher of Spanish, interestingly, who advises this. And they meet regularly, like every week as a club. And I suspect that it's 15 or so, 20 or so 
kids at that high school, they invited um, both me and Heba and um, others to join in a conversation um, just because I had read some really great press about their program through some networking in technology integration, some other educators who had illuminated their program. What strikes me is that it uses tools that are familiar to kids used in a really positive way. So when we think about kids modeling positive opportunities to engage with technology, in addition to supporting during distance and hybrid learning, it was a really rich opportunity for us to reach out and support our Bengal community. And I, um, I thought, what, you know, what are the avenues at Blaine that I can connect with some people who are like-minded, who are kids that are proficient with technology, maybe kids that have the same spirit of service that HEBA does. And I reached out to NHS through um, Brianna and Justine are the co-advisors of that. They relayed the message through their Google Classroom. Boom, we had 20, 25 people that were interested. And then we just connected on tools like uh, Google Classroom and Discord and found out there, there are not only kids that are interested that they're itching to serve and they have a skill set that then serves their peers and even their teachers. Um, we focus on three pillars, our three pillars that we agreed on. Again, this I, I look at education and learning through a constructivist lens. So that means that the knowledge that's created is done through student creation, co-creation of knowledge. So this is not me saying, Heba, go do this. This is, hey, what are your goals with this? And then students then co-facilitate, just like what's coming up soon in a, in a meeting for us um, to kind of lead off the year in, in Bengal Bites, was to decide what are our priorities, how will we get there, and how will we know that we've arrived, which is what every educator does um, already. So it's about kind of letting kids have that say and, and engaging them with tools that they know to achieve and even exceed their goals. So our three pillars are um, kind of organization and reminders, technology tips, and positive messaging. We have had a strong need for positive messaging in terms of creating positive messaging in, in the spirit of student mental health at Blaine High School. And that's something that has been another one of those pillars that is a really good fit for our building. So it's been nice to have this, this niche of technology integration, but then to really have it address needs, high, high needs in our area, tech, mental health, um, and just organization and reminders and kids co-facilitating that, like, What's better than that is the tech coordinator of the building. That makes me, this is like a well filler at the end of the week. It doesn't get much better. It really doesn't get better than that. So, Well, and even though you're the tech coordinator, we all know that the students know way more than us about all those three pillars anyways. And so to give the content to really support the mission of this Bangle Bites group is amazing to have the student input and student-led and student direction. It's been just an amazing collaboration with uh, St. Louis Park. And then also thinking about um, how then that adapted, right? We took a model that worked at, at that school. They welcomed us. They kind of shared on a meeting. I think Hebe and I met with them at like 7.15 on a 
Tuesday or something like that. And we got to just kind of join their group and they were super interested. Like, how did you find out about us? And we wanted to know what's successful and what are the secret ingredients and then bring that to our site and then really tailor that, specialize it to our goals. I also uh, appreciate the point about the positive messaging. So I think that that's a huge thing just in general on social media right now is just trying to maintain a positive message and really support students and adults um, on our all technology platforms. So we're going to kind of take a, a right turn off of that. But um, as we open, as we talked about in the opening of the podcast, we know that social media and cyberbullying are uh, can be concerning for parents and for youth. Hiba, can you talk a little bit about, from a, a student perspective, what you maybe have seen around cyberbullying um, and then ways maybe that Bengal Bites has worked to combat that or, or do the opposite of what cyberbullying does for students, does to students? Cyberbullying, I've definitely seen it a lot. Um, I guess prevalent is the word I could use. It's just, um, yeah, it's like it's everywhere online. Um, it's in so many different forms. Like it could, it could be a negative comment on like a TikTok or Instagram post. It could be um, direct messaging via text. It could be like something posted on a story about like somebody or like a group of people. Um, cyberbullying. I just I've seen it so much. Um, I guess just why well, I not navigate my way online. Um, so yeah, I've just, I've definitely seen it a lot. And I think like from any perspective, um, anybody would say that like, it's just, yeah, prevalent. Um, and with Bengal Bites, I think we just really, we try to support all like students. So we try to like uplift a group and try to like make it so students can succeed. Whereas cyberbullying does the opposite. It really has a negative effect on anybody. And like, when it's like specific students, like it can really affect their academics. So we're really just trying to kind of, you know, help people like know that there's support um, and that they can um, combat, I guess, struggles like these. Daryl, from an um, educator and also as a parent, do you have anything that you would want to add or what you've seen um, in regards to cyberbullying? Yeah, my wife, Christine, and I have three kiddos, uh, ages 6, 10, and almost 15. And these are conversations that we have with our kids. I also have had an opportunity to um, co-present with Superintendent Law on a discussion on professional learning networks using tools like, for example, Twitter. And, and one thing I took away from that presentation with Superintendent Law was, and that I try to communicate with my own children, is that that when we do engage online and that when people try to, um, when they when they try to invite us into negativity is to just not engage with that, right? So those are conversations that I have with my own kids. My kiddo is, one of our kiddos is on uh, Instagram. Um, we have discussions about not having your profile public. Um, we have the settings on his phone so that he can't add an app without our permission. So he does share with me frequently that I am the meanest dad in the county, that I'm not able, you know, dad, I'm, I'm the only kid in the, on the bus stop that doesn't get to load his own apps. Well, when your dad is the tech coordinator of a high school, those are one of the things that we're going to have a conversation about. Um, we talk about goals. Like what are your, you want to be on TikTok? Tell me more about that. Um, 
We talk about you're going to find content, whether it's on TikTok or whether it's on Chrome or whether it's, you know, anywhere about not engaging with content that's not appropriate for you. So while you're on Instagram, you're going to find content that you're um, not going to like, that you shouldn't maybe necessarily see. And we talk about what are the what happens then after that. Um, so we have those conversations. Uh, we have procedures in our house about checking phones in, and that happens at dinner time. That also happens at for our 15-year-old at 9 o'clock at night. Another thing he dislikes is that we have um, – now you know what kind of household that we run here. Obviously, um, militant. In, in right, nature. right. But we do check in phones at nine o'clock to a uh, mm-hmm. charging spot, and that's so that there's there aren't distractions keeping him up. Sometimes when I had conversations with students, you know, wow, you look a little bit tired. For example, yeah, I was up, I was up late last night. What what are you doing at two two thirty in the morning? Well, I was on my phone. You know, well. That was then an indicator for me as a dad to have those conversations mm-hmm. to say, set up those boundaries so that we know how we flourish with and without technology is that you can be disconnected during that time so that you can focus on sleep, you can focus on study, you can you can watch us model as a family that we put our phones away at dinner time so that I'm not, you know, on my phone during dinner and, and not being an active participant at the conversation as a parent, as a spouse, or as a friend, whoever we're hosting for dinner. So we we talk about things that we have these procedures that we front load. And again, this is something that I've learned as an educator, when you front load conversations to say, look, I know you're interested in this. These are the, these are what we operate on. I assume that when you post that I'm going to follow you, right? So if, if my son is on Instagram, I'm going to follow and that mm-hmm. you don't post things that you don't want us to see because the assumption is that when you check that phone in that there's likely that a parent is going to go through content you know and and there are parents that disagree with us and there are children mm-hmm. that certainly disagree with us on this but it's something that my wife and I agree on um we don't right. agree on everything milk chocolate versus dark chocolate but i will say that that's something that we're definitely agree on. And we think that it's setting up proper procedures for that when Marcus is outside of our home in college, that hopefully those are going to be things, those are procedures that he's going to have in mind uh, moving forward into whatever choice he makes, right? Post-secondary life in a college, in a, in a vocational school, in work, corporate life, whatever, whatever the journey brings uh, his way. I was, um, laughing because last night my child at night when I made that had the TV go off at nine o'clock I got that same thing you're very mean and other moms let the, let their kids stay up later and watch TV and I was like well not in our house um Heba I also wanted to go back to the point that you make that uh that you had made about um cyberbullying that it is prevalent and that is everywhere online and the importance of um kind of what you were saying too, Daryl, that people have the shield to be online and to say things and do things that maybe they wouldn't say to you if they saw you in person. Um, And then also having that conversation with your kid about what does that mean and how you can not take what they're saying online and take it personal, even though as humans we do anyways. Um, So I think that both of those points that you guys made are really important that it is happening. And then as a parent, how we can, or a staff person, how we can coach or help our our youth to not take things literal and personal that they are seeing online. 
Anoka Hennepin Schools works in partnership to provide Parent Engage 360 community events. Join in for a community screening of the documentary, Angst, Raising Awareness Around Anxiety, featuring Olympic and world champion swimmer Michael Phelps. Join in online Thursday, November 4th, 2021 at 6 p.m. Details and registration links are provided at ahschools.us slash parentengage360. Before the break, we were talking about what we are seeing in relation to cyberbullying. Heba, from a student lens, what tips would you give other students about talking with their guardian or school staff about cyberbullying, especially if it's happening to them and they're looking for support or help? More from like a teacher slash like adult perspective, um, just like trying for these like adults should just stay open-minded, um, but like students, like they just shouldn't like, just I'd say don't hesitate um, and don't be afraid to like block somebody and set boundaries and take a break prior to talking to a an adult because um, just like remember like your mental health is first and um, like bullying is just, it's not okay. And it's not like, it probably would not have happened if it were in person. Um, so yeah, just don't be afraid if um, you're being cyberbullied to talk to um, a trusted adult. Do you have any uh, advice, Heba, that you would give adults with having conversations about their with their kids about the topic? Because sometimes it can be uncomfortable for some adults to talk to their child about something like cyberbullying or things that might be happening in their life. Yeah, like I said before, um, I'd say adults just need to keep an open mind, um, especially since a lot of adults haven't really been exposed to like the true nature of like the internet, like at least social media wise. Correct. Um, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. So just like keeping an open mind and realizing that these things like aren't at fault of the, um, I guess, uh, student, the, uh, the youth or that's being the young person that's being uh, cyberbullied. It's definitely just because of kind of the change in like technology and um, cyberbullying is like not any less valid than um, bullying. So being bullied. So I'd say just keep in mind that um, it probably would not have been per been able to be prevented on the end of the students. Daryl, I know before the break, you talked about some things that you do in your home to um, support your, your children before these things might happen. But do you have any tips for parents or staff, and maybe you've experienced it through your work, um, on how to spot cyberbullying and things that we could say or do to open up the conversation with our young person? Yeah, so something I've, I've done as a, a parent and, um, and also as an educator is to, for example, when Marcus said, I want to be on Instagram, and we talked, we had the conversation, we had an agreement. These are the things that we're going to abide by, right? And then I follow him. But then I also kind of peek around, right, as a dad to find out, okay, who's he following? What are they posting? And then have like some specific examples and and start asking the hard questions. And, and one of the things that I think has helped the most with my kids is the idea of taking those conversations then and then role playing those conversations before he has the hard conversation with a friend, right? So a friend happened to um, uh, change another friend's screen name, uh, a username on one of the one of the platforms, and it was totally inappropriate. And I, I just mentioned it. I was like, wow, Marcus, 
if your advisor for fill in the blank activity, basketball, drama, whoever it is, now, now they're having discussions about your character and they log in to find out who you follow on Instagram and they, they make a connection that maybe isn't a direct connection to you. That is going to be a representation of who you are. So having those conversations with him to say, okay, you're going to play the role of the friend and I'm going to play the role of you. How should we start the conversation or vice versa? And those are, those are conversations that some adults struggle with, right? The ones that make your voice quiver, but they're the hard ones that you, you have to have with kids for them to know moving forward, right? Like we teach people how to be treated. And if we're not going to engage in, in the negativity of cyberbullying, uh, Heba hit it spot on. You can block people. You can unfollow people. You can take a break, take 30 days off of a specific platform. Or if it's creating unhealthy habits, you know, you can always just walk away. You can always remove the app from your um, from your device. The one thing I see that my peers do, for example, during specific religious holidays, they'll um, take an app off of a phone during that time to make sure that they're more engaged, for example, in a specific uh, period of time. Well, what an amazing experience for people to reflect on, to say, I spent X amount of days away from an app, and this is how it changed my life as a parent, as a student, um, whatever the person's relationship is or their role is. So I think the ability to have the hard conversations with peers and other parents, um, I, my, my job as a dad and as a co-parent is to equip my kids for those conversations, again, the ones that are the most challenging, but I, I know that my kids are going to be ready for those conversations because frankly, they're, they're not that much different than having those hard conversations with a future roommate, right? Life as a roommate is challenging, whether it's online, you know, the online conversations or whether it's the, you know, I, I really need you to do your end of the bargain. Those are the hard conversations. The, the layer and the nuance really comes from it just being the ability, like you talked about having the shield of being online. And, and the, the conversations are very, they're similar. They're quite similar. As you guys know, there are online challenges. Sometimes they're positive challenges and sometimes they're not so positive challenges. And a current one I think about um, is the TikTok challenge that can be disruptive or has been disruptive and destructive and causing long-term harm on school buildings. And then maybe even to staff and each month there's a different challenge that, that students and youth are encouraged to do. So um, can you speak to this and provide tips for helping our youth understand the importance and the points to not engage in these challenges and also for staff, if they become aware of something that is happening um, to have that conversation too, as to why you wouldn't want to be a part of that and how we can be positive digital citizens. Yeah. So especially with TikTok challenges, because I feel like a lot of them are um, just kind of, I don't know how to like put it, but they're just not like great things. Um, so I just really uh, would say just like stay informed um, and like be independent and just be responsible um, because like TikTok and, and any social media, it's a lot of things like are trying to encourage bad behavior. Um, but, you know, you just have to kind of think about like the effects of them and um, if it's really like worth the saying that you did the challenge that will blow over in 
um, less than a, a month, probably. So I really just think for especially students, um, just really try to um, be responsible when it comes to seeing uh, these things that are going viral online. Daryl, did you want to add anything to that? Having those conversations with um, your your children before they engage in online so that they know what the expectations are. And I, I just can't echo enough about what Heva just said about um, prepping for those hard conversations with friends. And and I would also invite people to follow us at Bengal Bites, and it's B-Y-T-E-S. It's that play on the word uh, bite technologically, and it's for our Blaine community. So it's all about our Bengals. I just wanted to add is um, kind of what I've been saying throughout um, the podcast is just, um, especially with students, um, just remember that it's okay to want to take a break or to not want to interact with um, people who maybe don't make you feel better while you're on social media because social media should just be a place or just the internet should be a place where um, you can feel safe and feel like that you um, are any less worthy. So yeah, just remember that. Thank you guys for both for being here today. It's just some um, takeaways that I have as a parent and as a staff person, as an adult are, um, making sure to talk to my children about what Heba had said, and then Daryl, you echoed it, echoed it about setting boundaries, and that it is okay to take a break from social media, whether you are a youth or you are an adult. Um, and then that obviously that bullying is never okay, whether it's online cyberbullying or if it's in person at school or outside of school. And then um, I really appreciate the thing you said, Heba, about. Um, don't be friends with people online that don't make you feel better and feel safe. I think that that is just such a, a huge part of it all is just being friends with and being around people that make you feel better and make you be the best person that you can possibly be each day, whether that's a, a person at school that's your friend or outside of school or even a staff person. And then also um, finding a trusting adult that you feel comfortable with if you are uncomfortable with a situation or do you want to have a difficult conversation with someone and maybe you don't know how to, but finding that person that you can say, can we practice this conversation before I, I have it with my friend? Um, and then um, having an open mind, Daryl and Heba, both you had said that just if a student comes to you, your child comes to you with a question, having an open mind and having the conversation and walking through the whole dialogue instead of having assumptions before the conversation has even ha happened. And then lastly, um, staying informed and being responsible about um, who we are as um, we use social media and we are online and that we do have a footprint and that we do leave behind um, what, what we do and we can make good choices that impact those around us. So I just want to say thank you so much to, to both of you for being here and sharing your story and sharing a little bit about the work you do. Um, and I hope you have a great day and I look forward to working with you again in the future. It's been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for listening. This resource is produced as a partnership between the Anoka Hennepin Parent Engagement Program and Student Services Department. Be sure to check out additional episodes in the Parent Engage 360 podcast series. For more information or to share feedback, visit ahschools.us slash parentengage.com. 360.